Hi, I'm Steph. I am Emma. And this is... I don't believe it! have a beer let's do it a false beer but a beer nonetheless now i kind of want to try this one first so it is an neipa which is new england okay Okay. Mm -hmm. and so do you remember i told you there was a brewery that started following us and i was like oh they're all non-alcohol yeah right so they do collaborations with different breweries oh Okay. So like they, with Vault City, they've done collaborations. Oh, so they go with all these different breweries nice. and make a, a low alcohol reserve. Oh, this scent, is really cool. Which is really cool because yeah. I, I wanted to sort of like shine a light. I got a few by these actually. I got four different ones, um, but I've only brought two today, obviously, mm-hmm. because it's yeah, two yeah. per episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to shine a light on them because if anyone's thinking of going uh, alcohol free, mm-hmm. then you don't have to lose out on the breweries that you love. Yeah. Because Mash Gang has made it possible. I love They're fucking that. awesome. You've put so much thought into so that. I love can. it. Thank you. Oh, this is cool. It does. It kind of looks like Mickey Mouse's hand. It does. Oh, what I was thinking. Have we got different colours? They're different colours. <gasps> oh, that's cool. Oh, that's really cool. Oh, I love that. Oh, we'll have to get a picture of both <laughs> both of the um, cans then. I have to keep holding oh, them. Oh, look. Slow alcohol. Oh. Oh, I used to thought that was cool. just like, I was like, Nipa? What's a Nipa? <laughs> <laughs> I get it now. You didn't recognise that IPA was at the end of it. Nope. 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 <laughs> no, we so did not. This is Mash Gang and Verdant Brewing Co. And I chose this one because we haven't had Verdant before. Mm. It's vegan as well, I see. Oh, is it? Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. This looks fantastic. It does. It looks so good. Oh, it looks like it? tropical juice. It does. Charles. Oh, it smells... Does it smell oh, lovely? Does it? It fucking does. It smells like oh, real it does. beer. It does. I wouldn't know that that was alcohol free. Well done, guys. Absolutely not. That's like, gorgeous. I feel like some of the other ones we've had, even the packaging has looked alcohol free. Yeah. This is looks completely the part, mm-hmm. doesn't it? It looks. Yeah. If I you, wouldn't if know. If you didn't read it, it you'd just be drinking it, wouldn't mm-hmm. you? Not knowing any different. Good job, guys. Yeah, well, absolutely. That. Well done, Emma. Spiffing. <laughs> and it's pink <laughs> like you today. I know. I love it. Matching me. So I've been doing things spooky in a while. I feel Ooh, like spooky! Oh my god, Halloween's on its way. Oh, I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> so I thought I'm gonna re- like return to my favorite kind of episode and do something a little spooky. So when I was a kid, mm. I always wanted to be an Egyptologist, which was a very strange thing for a child to want to be. I know. I wanted to do the same. Did you? Yes. We are kindred spirits. We actually are. That's cute. And now we can tell you guys all about it. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, when I first got my, my like my own first passport when I was 18, the first place I went to was Egypt. I've never I was just been. so excited. Well, Let's go. I want to go again because I had the shits basically the whole time I was there. <laughs> I was really oh, ill. No. So I, although I saw everything I went and did everything I wanted to do, I feel like I didn't quite enjoy it as much as I could have done because, mm. you know, I was Couldn't get excited because you were exactly. yeah. so much. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of emodium that, that week. So. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's go back. Let's mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. Okay, so have you heard of the curse of Tutankhamun? I think I have, but I can't tell you what it is. Well, good job. I'm going to then. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to start with... Ha- <laughs> 
Oh my god, of all the weeks for us not to fuck up. I know, right? We have to get this done. We're in a hurry. <laughs> we have lives to lead. That's why. It's because we're in a hurry. Oh, right. So we're going to start with Howard Carter, who is the quote-unquote discoverer of Tutankhamun's tomb. Archaeology was really reserved for the wealthy when he was young, and this was not the life that he was born into. Mm. So he might never have had a chance, but he was lucky enough to live near to Didlington Hall, oh. where Lady Amherst oh. had a collection of ancient Egyptian artefacts, and it was here that his fascination with Egyptology began. Where's he from, sorry? England. Ah. Oh. I think I think um, Didlington Hall was in Norfolk, I want to say. They sound like very old English names. Yeah, this is the 20... Well, actually, this might be the 10s when he's young, but the 20s mm. is when it's um, when he discovers... two years ago. Shit. In it. Oh, that's scary. In it. So, Howard Carter, he was actually quite a good artist, and mm-hmm. Lady Amherst became a bit of a fan of his art. That's how they kind of got involved with each other. Mm-hmm. And she actually ended up pulling a few strings to get Carter sent to Egypt to help a family friend on a dig. Mm-hmm. Well, about who you know. Nice. So whilst he was out there, he started off his, his work there by uh, making copies of the Egyptian art, which by all accounts, he did really well. It was really good. Okay. Well, like hieroglyphics and stuff. Yeah, and um, just like, you know, d- doing drawings of the artefacts and that ah, sort of thing. I got you right, okay. And he rose up through the ranks uh, in Egypt by developing his own grid section method of excavation. So like, you know, here's some lines we're going to dig in this bit today. Uh, we're right. going to dig in that bit. And I don't know if it was just a bit like, eh, let's go over there before now. I don't know. I don't mm. know. But that he, he developed this kind of grid section of excavation. And he got on really, really well with all the people with all the money who were paying for the digs. Mm. Um, so he eventually got his own ticket to dig in the Valley of the Kings. And he was on his way to find the prize he was so obsessed with. Ooh. But. So was he specifically looking for Tutankhamun? Yes. Right. Okay. Uh, well, I'm, I'm sure he would have settled for any nice, good tomb that hasn't okay. been discovered, but that was his, like, dream. Right, right, okay, so he didn't know it was Tutankhamun he was looking for until he found Tutankhamun. No. He... Did we already know Tutankhamun yes. was a thing? Yes. Right. Ah, yeah, of course, because we know that there are pharaohs, but we just don't know where they are. Yeah, Necessarily. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, right, now I've cleared that up. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, I think I, I watched a documentary and they're still looking for Imhotep's tomb, I think, who was actually the mummy from The Mummy, but oh, really? it's not that mummy, <laughs> I don't believe. <laughs> Confusingly. Mm. Anyway, so after five unsuccessful years, people were starting to think there's nothing to find, and his latest financier was called Lord Carnarvon, and he was an aristic... You look at... You had a good face there. Carnarvon. Carnarvon. What a name. Isn't it? Lord... Who are you? I'm Lord Carnarvon. Ugh. Sounds like a prick. Well, I do you know who I have in my head when I think of him? I have who? Jacob Rees-Mogg. No? Okay. Who's that man? Oh, he's just a fucking knobber. He, he's, well, he's actually in the House of Lords now, I suppose. Oh. Um. He was one of Boris's cronies. He is a genuine fucking extraterrestrial, but in a bad way. Like, he does not live on this fucking planet. He's a cunt. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't sound like my kind of... My kind of guy. No, he's not. He's nobody's kind of guy apart from... Boris Johnson. Yeah, exactly. Um, so any, anyway, Lord Carnarvon, not <laughs> Jacob Rees-Mogg, um, <laughs> he was an aristocrat and he loved ancient Egypt and he and Carter had become friends. So he was financing his digs, but he got sick of throwing his money away. So he told Carter, like, that's it, we're done, we're done with digging, we're not spending any more money. 
Carter manages to convince him to finance one more season. A last chance. And so in autumn 1922, Carter's last chance team set out once again. August? Autumn. Autumn. Did I say August? Mm. I meant autumn. No, no, I... I wasn't sure whether you said August I or quite autumn. possibly could have said August. I think you said autumn. Oh. Um, I was going to say, if it was August, then it's exactly 101 years ago. Oof. Crazy. Oof. So, some weren't convinced that there was actually anything left to find in the desert. 60 tombs had already been discovered, and people were starting to get a bit disillusioned. Mm. Until one day, a young boy who was carrying water tripped over a stone in the sand... The sand turned out to be the top step for a staircase, and the staircase led to a sealed doorway. Hang on a minute. So some random boy was just Mm. walking along, going about his day, tripped over, (laughs) and then fucking Carter's like, I found found that. I found it. Exactly. Exactly. Cheers, pal. Go down the stairs you go. (laughs) Well, this is is British people in the 20s, so that's probably exactly what fucking happened. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. We are bastards. If we're not going over there (laughs) taking their mummies to unwrap them in front of people (laughs) in parties, then we're going over there hurting their young (laughs) and claiming discoveries for ourselves. We're the worst. Wait, it gets better. Oh, does it? (laughs) Yeah, it it gets much better. So that they're all really excited. This is what they've been looking for. Uh, Carter knew that he had to get Lord Carnarvon out there straight away. He's financing it, so he has to be there when they open it. So they filled the stairs back in so that the location wouldn't be revealed whilst they were waiting for him to arrive. Mm. So imagine, like, you've been looking for this thing your entire fucking life. You find it, and then you just got to sit on your hands for two weeks. Fuck that. This would be like someone in five days' time putting a beer down in front of me and me going... Do you know what? I'm going to wait two weeks to open that. Like, mm, no, no, have it ain't now. happening. So after a few weeks, Lord Carnarvon did arrive, and it was on. I'm surprised no one was like, "I'm going down there first. Or was it just them that knew? Uh, it was only them that knew because that's okay. why they filled in the stairs. They were like, they didn't mm. want anyone else to know because they didn't want to encourage grave robbing. Ah, uh, of course. But we'll go on to see. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'll stop. I'll stop jumping ahead. No, you're okay. No, you're okay. Um, so Lord Carnarvon arrived so they take a few stones out of the sealed doorway and they like mm. have to check for poisonous gases first so they do all that checking and then Carter puts a light inside the space to look around and what he saw was incredible light was glinting off every single service sur- service <laughs> <laughs> like gold and jewels and shit yeah <gasps> wow he was oh my asked, god imagine like, burying all of that yeah, well, they all That's did. That's how much they love their pharaohs. Yeah. Like, keep your riches. They were they were all buried with all that sort of stuff. It's just that grave robbers had had it all before. So right. most of the times when archaeologists opened them, they'd already been robbed of all the, like anything of value or anything. Well, n- not like historically of value, but yeah. like of actual monetary, monetary value. value. Yeah. So he was asked whether he could see anything. He said, "Yes, wonderful things." But they could barely get into the tomb because of all of the treasures and the artifacts. There were like so many. Really? Yeah. It wow. was like the best example of an intact tomb that's ever been found ever. Right. So like I said, previous previous discovered tombs had been um, become victim to grave robbers. Mm-hmm. But this one was literally full to the brim. It even had full chariots in there. It was insane. All in all, there were more than 5,000 artifacts to catalogue. Jesus Christ. And when I say catalogue... I do mean steel, as we were just talking oh, about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's so, put it in the British 
Museum, that's it. British Museum of History? Or, well, you know which one I mean. The British, yeah, the British Museum, yeah. Oh, is it just the British Museum? Or there's the Museum of Natural History, I think, is the one you're ah, thinking Ah, maybe that's of. the one I'm thinking yeah. of. But British Museum will be the one that they ship all this year but like Car and those colleagues, they would have thought of themselves as some kind of gentleman saviors of historic treasures that deserve to be in museums. But like what you were just saying and what I was thinking when I was writing this, I was like, are they really any better than grave robbers? No, of course they're are not. They? No, they're, they're actually worse because they're taking it away and then they're glorifying themselves yeah. for it. Whereas grave robbers, they're like, mm, that can pay my rent for mm-hmm. a couple of years. I'll take that. Yeah. And At least grave robbers are honest about what they are. Exactly. Robbers. Yeah. And Carter's like, look at me, I'm great. Maybe well, in the eyes thing. of the Brits. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Not us. No, <laughs> the not time. us. In the, the 1920s, Brits. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, this is my thing, like, I, like I said, I always wanted to be an Egyptologist. And I would love, like, I love only knowing so much about history and then having to put the pieces together. That's mm. really interesting to me. And I would love to discover this thing. But I don't think I would feel right about taking, essentially taking a body out of its grave and mm. putting it on display somewhere. I don't feel like I feel. They good actually about that. took them as well, didn't they? Yeah, they do that with mummies. They take them out all the time. Let's just ship them off to this museum. There's one in Bolton Museum. That's real. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, there's mummies everywhere. Well, like we were saying earlier, Victorians would just be like, hmm, "Shall I get my dessert mummy out? We'll unwrap it." For- mm. What the fuck? Crazy. Ima- imagine how pissed you'd be if someone dug up your mum. Yeah. You'd be furious. This is why people are putting curses on tombs and shit. Mm, yeah, understandable. Yeah. That's why they put fucking poisonous gases. That's some Indiana Jones type shit there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I love that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they should have put poisonous gases and then maybe Carter couldn't have stolen all their gold. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Be better Egyptians. <laughs> Yeah, ancient Egyptians, get your shit together. Find poison, put it there. <laughs> I think, I think... Um, Surely after that many years it dissipate, no? No. Really? Yeah, so, well, again, I'm going to tell you. Okay, I'm cool. Gonna t- you cool, keep cool, asking cool. all the right questions. You're very good. <laughs> You're very good to have answered them. <laughs> yeah. okay. On form. <laughs> so, they went into the tomb on the 22nd November 1922. And at this time, the world was, like, obsessed with spiritualism. Mm. So Ouija boards were everywhere. Everyone's a spooky bitch. Film was also, like, becoming really mainstream. Yeah, yeah. So that means that, all, like, the news of the tomb opening was fucking everywhere. It was huge. Everybody wanted a part of it. And the King Top brand, so, like, people were using the King Top brand to, like, sell beer or, like, they were putting it on, like, perfume or anything that they could put the King Top brand on to sell a product, they would. It was, like, that big a deal. It's ridiculous. People were showing up to the tomb in the hun- in their hundreds every day just to stand out in the desert and watch what was coming out of there and stuff. And I've been to that desert and it's fucking hot and there's yeah. no shit. Doesn't sound a bit of me, that. It's not a fun time for gods no. at all. Oh my god, ill, there's no shade. No. Not even behind the pyramid. The pyramid isn't um so the pyramids are at Giza. Um the Valley of the Kings is near is across the um river from Luxor. So actually in different places. Oh. That's weird. Yeah. Oh well. Mm. As you were. Um uh, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So the media are there, obviously, as well. They're all really excited about it. 
and Carter gave exclusive rights to the Times, so they were getting all of like the scientific information and the mm. interviews from the people there. So the rest of the media, because they weren't getting the direct information, um, they had to try and find other things to write about to keep people interested because it was so popular. Mm. In particular, the Daily Mail, our favourite... <laughs> They were pretty annoyed because Arthur Weigel, who was a journalist there, he'd been an Egyptologist, so he felt like he should have been the natural selection for the oh, exclusive shut rights. Up. Get over yourself. But you're the fucking Daily Mail. You're a piece of shit. In it. Yeah. Plus, you're a journalist now, so yeah. you can't have been that good an Egyptologist. Yeah. <laughs> Else, you would have stayed Quite over the there. Career change. Yeah, isn't it? exactly. <laughs> so after they opened the tomb, the, the media were all invited <clears> to come and like have a look around. Um, so Lord Carnarvon, he was like having the time of his life, like a jolly old rich person <laughs> showing all was. these people around. <laughs> and Arthur Weigel, he was one of the the Daily Mail guy. He mm. was one of the people who came to be shown around. And he noted that Lord Carnarvon, Carnarvon, Lord Carnarvon, <laughs> was very jolly, and he was like playing up to the media, you know, and that kind of way that people have loads of money yeah, and no yeah. worries in the world do. And Weigel turned to someone next to him and said, "Quote." If he goes into the tomb in that spirit, he'll be dead within six weeks. So that was in February 1923. And just over six weeks later, he was indeed dead. <gasps> oh. oh, that was such a dramatic... <gasps> and thus the plot thickens. <laughs> <laughs> That's so spooky, tell me more. <laughs> I love it. Spooky story. Who cursed him? Was it... The guy who was an Egyptologist and was very bitter? Ooh. Or was it King Tut? <gasps> so on the 5th of April 1923, he was found dead in a hotel in Cairo. He died from pneumonia and blood poisoning from an infected mosquito bite. Oh, so it's no, there's no foul play? Other than the curse. Well, I was going to say, other than the curse other of the mummy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's also said, though, that Lord Carnarvon's dog died at the exact same time as his owner. So yeah. apparently, like, the dog's in England. Oh. And apparently the dog woke up, let out a howl, and then just died on the spot. What the fuck? In it. Creepy. You know, it's kind of spooky, because when you've been saying his name, I've been thinking, sounds like cadaver, and now he is one. Yeah, it does. In it. <laughs> now he is one. Ooh, like, ooh Lord Cadaver. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sounds like a villain. Ooh, well, yeah, rich people in it. Yeah, true. true. <laughs> so, of course, the media, they're all there reporting and they're looking for information to like keep people interested because they don't have the exclusive. Mm-hmm. So now you've got this unexpected death of someone so like prominent in the excavation and the curse of the mummy is born. Oh, my God. So did he say... Oh, no, he just said he didn't put it in, in the... In writing in the newspaper, he just said it to the person next to him. That's right. right, yeah, okay. yeah. Arthur Weigel, yeah, he yeah. just said to the next person, like, if he goes in like that, he'll be dead in six weeks. Mm. And he was. Lol. <laughs> so within days, stories started appearing in the press with rumours that the death was caused by a curse. And as I said, spiritualism was huge at the time. Mm. People are having seances, like we say, Victorians were having like mummy and wrapping parties. It's a perfect time for goths. Mm. So it's not hard to understand like why the idea of a curse would spread like wildfire. Oh, 100%, yeah. And Arthur Conan Doyle, who's the author of the Sherlock Holmes stories, he was really influential at the time. Mm. And he was telling the news that like he believed in the curse and he was giving his own version of what the curse was. So now it's like it's super mainstream. Mm. So everyone's believing in it. But they say that the first death was actually before they even opened the tomb. And it was just as they discovered it. 
So Carter, he went to telegram Lord Cadaver to tell him to pack his shit and get here. <laughs> so much easier to say. It is. It's so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> but when um, Carter got home, a member of his staff met him at the door with the, his dead canary in his hands. And the member of staff said that he'd heard a noise in Carter's office. So he went in and he found a cobra coiled around the bird. And apparently the cobra signifies the wrath of the pharaohs. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the staff warned him afterwards, like, do not open that tomb. But of course, he's British and this is his expedition mm. and he will not be listening to any suspicious claptrap. And he has just convinced Lord Cadaver to give him some more money. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, we finally got there and he's going to be fuming if I don't open that tomb. How would you feel, though, like, if you got back after saying, we found it, and then your staff member's like, holy shit, this massive bad omen's just happened. Mm. What, what would you, like, do you think you'd continue on? No! No? Would you be no. like, oh, okay, see you later? Nope, 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 no. I'd be like, I'm my canary is dead, I will not follow. <laughs> Someone else can open it, British Museum's going to get the artefacts anyway, I'll go see them in the museum. Oh yeah, because you could still be credited with the discovery, mm. couldn't you? Exactly. And that's I, what it cares about. I wonder if there are any stories, and if you already have one, I will be very, very proud. Okay. If there are any stories of other grave robbers who have stolen from other tombs, mm. who have like died or lost family members because mm. of it. I don't know that one, no. unfortunately. Ugh, I suppose I you, wish you'd, I have, you'd have to own up to being a grave robber, wouldn't you? Yeah. But then if if the British can do it, then why can't... <laughs> we do it on government money. So Literally. Like... <laughs> We're like, hey, look at this thing we found. Mine. Finders, keepers, losers, weepers. <laughs> and then a hundred years later, they're like, can we have our thing back? And we're like, no, it's ours. It's in our, it's in our museum. We've had it for so long. No, no. A generations upon generations, <laughs> sort of, of British people have been... Sort of. ...coming to see this. None of your generations... <laughs> have seen this for generations <laughs> we stole this fair and square exactly finders keepers. keepers now it's behind the red rope and you can't go behind the red rope <laughs> right i don't have anywhere to crowbar it because i fun. only just remembered but let's have another beer before i tell you about okay. some more dead people oh <laughs> i shouldn't be so jolly about dead people do you know what i'm actually uh, this is such a happy coincidence i'm trying to figure out which ones to bring and is this not <laughs> the best one? It's called Too Scary. It looks like a creepy. It, it looks like a zombie. Afterlife. Yeah, mm, like a zombie, but an unwrapped mummy, if you will. <laughs> yeah, imagine you're like you're sitting down. You're a Victorian. You're sitting down. You've had your meal. You're full, and then somebody unwraps and puts that in front of you. You'd be like, what? bro, the smell would be boiled. Yeah, that's not an after dinner thing to do. What were they thinking? The Victorians were weird, man. So this is a fruited West Coast IPA, and this is Mash Gang, but it is actually, um, it's not, I don't, it doesn't say anywhere that it's a collaboration with, but it is brewed and packaged at Fierce Beer. Ooh. So they're the ones, they're Lemon the ones Queer, we... Queer Brewing, that yes. the stout that you love. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think we've had two from Fierce, haven't we? Yeah, I'm sure we have. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it was the cherry cola, wasn't it? Ugh. Cherry cola sour. You dreams. really enjoyed that. I dreams, thought I'd like. Dreams, dreams. I thought I'd like it, but I didn't really like mm. it that much. So there you go. Too I scary. I love the look of this one. It hit me too. I was like, "That's really spooky." That sounds like me. I'm loving. Oh, pineapple juice and lime juice. Mm. I'm oh, very wait. excited for this. These guys are just they're smashing it up. Bad. Absolutely, smashing it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm funny, and you're all so welcome. <laughs> 
Oh, it smells fruity. Oh, yeah. Oh, in it. That's fucking heavenly, that is. And do you know what? It's not even dangerous. You can have as many of these as you want. Oh, I fucking love it. This is bloody beautiful. This is the sort of thing you can have on your lunch break. <laughs> I feel like you're having a real thing. If you're like real stressed and you're like, I could do with a bit, yeah. but obviously I'm working so I won't. Exactly. Mm. So then you can you can have this, you can get the, the effect, but you just don't get tipsy. Tip- tipsy. <laughs> tipsy. <laughs> I don't know why I failed that. Oh my god, are you okay, hon? God, you haven't even had the alcohol. <laughs> oh well, I am hot and bothered. And I've recently <laughs> had a nap. I'm not quite awake Aww. yet. Did you order these online then, did you? Yes. Oh, I'll have to have a look then. They followed us. I, I, I assume it's because they follow one of the... Mm. So after I posted maybe a fierce beer or something, yeah, yeah. that's when they started following. I'm glad that they did because I was like, yeah. these look spooky. That mm. sounds like a bit of me. And they was like, oh, low alcohol. <laughs> and then you're like alcohol free I'm like yes a reason to buy them <laughs> sorry mash gang I'm just a, a bit of a dick with low alcohol or I have a problem I think these are phenomenal isn't it really me too what a, what a cracking idea as well mm. right do you want to hear that's more people yes indeed yeah. okay so George J Gould he was from one of the richest families in the world and in 1923 he was in Egypt and he wanted to visit the tomb of King Tut, and rich people can do whatever they want, so he yeah, just come. paid to go. Yeah. Soon after, he contracted a fever, and he was dead within a month, again from pneumonia. Pneumonia? Yeah. How weird. So this was six weeks after the death of Lord Cadaver. Oh my goodness. Six weeks again. Oh, it was a curse from the reporter then. Oh, do you think? Yeah. Oh. Something I about love... six weeks. You always come up with your own alternative theory. Um, yeah, and I love that because, you know, you read and you're like, yeah, I've read that theory. Yeah, yeah, I've read that theory. And you finish writing and you're like, okay, I've read all of the theories that there are out <laughs> And I'm there like, now. what about this one? And you're like, hey, have we thought about aliens? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the aliens are the original grave robbers. Well, <gasps> the aliens set the curse because they didn't get there to rub the grave first and they're pissed at the British for rubbing the grave first because they want the gold. Well, and wasn't it the aliens who built the pyramids? It was yeah. like, this is our fucking gold. How dare you? Exactly. And I'd imagine it's probably difficult to find gold on other planets. <laughs> I mean, I have no I, I was going to say, what's your basis for this? What's your evidence for this? Well, I have some no planets, idea. Some planets don't have the same elements. No. Or do, is everything made up of... Ew, do you know everything's what? made up of the same... I'm going on the wrong branch, yeah. I think. Yeah. And before I go any further down it, yeah. let's talk about cadaver number Draw two. some more dead people. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay, Richard Bethel, he was Lord Cadaver's secretary, mm-hmm. and he'd been uh, second into the tomb after Carter. In 1929, he was found murdered. <gasps> and his death has never been solved. Oh. Shame Sherlock Holmes wasn't real because he was all the rage back then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hugh Evelyn White, he Evelyn. was Evelyn. I know, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Lol. It reminds me of Chandler M. Bing. Yeah. Muriel in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hugh it's just Evelyn M. White. He was one of the archaeologists on site, and it's rumoured that when he completed suicide in 1924, after seeing a number of other people connected with the tomb die, he left a note in his own blood saying, I have succumbed to a curse which forces me to disappear. Hmm. Bit spooky. Oh. (laughs) Your face. I don't know how I feel about that. 
Is it just because spooky bitches are going to be spooky bitches? Maybe bitches be spooking. Well, who's the bitches in this spooky situation? All of the people back then were spooky. <laughs> oh, right, I see, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bitches be spooking. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> bitches be spooking. I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> I'm so influential. <laughs> So Arthur Mace, he was one of the people who was working at the tomb and he was, like, cataloguing the artefacts as they come out. Mm. He suffered from a lung disease while he was there and he had to leave Egypt. And four years later, he was also dead. Blimey. Wait, hang on, lung disease? Isn't pneumonia a problem with your lungs yeah. as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. And it wasn't actually just people... Uh, sorry, that's not true. It was people. <laughs> Apart from the dog and the canary. Yeah. It wasn't just people that were actually in the tomb, is what I meant. Oh, really? So Archibald Douglas Reed, he was the radiologist that x-rayed the mummy when it came out. He fell ill the next day and he was dead three days later. Maybe there's just something on the mummy. Aha. See, you're getting good here. Just Ah. you wait. I've got you some theories. Okay, okay. So Bruce Ingham, he was given a mummified hand in a paperweight by Howard Carter and shortly afterwards his house burned to the ground. He rebuilt it and then after that it flooded and apparently this paperweight had the inscription on it that read, Curse be he who moves my body, to him shall come fire, water and pestilence. Oh my god. And there was the burning and the water. It, was it King Tut's hand in there, or just a mummified hand? It just said a mummified hand. In a paperweight. And what the inscription, was that in English or in a different language? I'm assuming in hieroglyphics. Arabic. Oh, hieroglyphic. Hieroglyphics are what? Ancient the Egyptians pictures. wrote in. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Fair enough. I'm assuming. But we can't say for sure what the hieroglyphics say. Yeah. Because we've people not... Can, yeah, people can read them and translate them. But we're only guessing what they say, though. Because we have no one to tell us directly if that's right or wrong. We can't, uh, but there's no way, surely there's no way that we can for sure say, that's what that one means. Maybe they can though, because maybe it's passed down. Because there are like, for oh, yeah. example, there, there are languages that are considered dead in the mm. world, but there are like Latin, like one person in the back end of the rainforest who knows what that language is. You know right, what I mean? okay, yeah, that's fair. That's a good point. I don't know. I'm, but, I, I don't know. There might have been... Um, you know, like the English to French dictionary and stuff like that. But a hieroglyphics one. <laughs> English to curse dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> That's mental. Oh, my God. So, so he was gifted this paperweight with the hand in it. Yeah. And then after that, fire in the house. Yeah. Then a flood. Yeah. Then he got it translated. And he's like, oh, my days, it's the mummy. Well, I don't know if it, when the translation happened. Don't know Oh, that. right, okay. But... You'd be a bit like, get this fucking thing out of my house. Did he die? Well, he would have at some point in his life, but, oh, well, but yeah. not in his life. Yeah. You know what I mean? At the end of his life. The, yeah, thanks. Yeah. yeah. I don't know anything about any pestilence, if that's what you're asking. What does that mean? Disease, I think. Pestilence. <laughs> you like the word, don't you? I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I need to know you what it means. Pestilence. Pestilence. <laughs> I guess like disease. Okay. Uh, last death then, uh, Audrey Herbert. He was Lord Cadaver's half-brother. He died of sepsis as a result of dental surgery five months after his brother. I don't actually think he'd ever been in the tomb, so I think that one's just, you know, linked because he, he knows, well, he's the stepbrother of Lord Cadaver. Yeah. So, Howard Carter himself actually didn't die until the 2nd of March 1939, aged 64. Well, he did all right for himself, he then, did. didn't he? Yeah. 
So he died from Hodgkin's disease, which is a type of cancer. Ah. Uh, it's, uh, I guess it depends on whether you think cancer's caused by a curse or not. But some believe the curses claim more than 25 lives, and some as late as the 1970s. So what happened? As late as the 1970s. That may be a bit of a reach. I think so. That's like, a bit of a reach. Fair enough, straight after. Years. But, like, mm. come on now. It's like, yeah. oh, that person that was somewhat linked has died. <gasps> the curse. They got hit by no, a boss. It's not the curse. Mm. They just died. They were yeah. spared by King Tut. It's some, you've got to have a cut-off for curses. Exactly, What yeah. is your curse cut-off point? I think maybe... Six months. Oh, really? Yeah. I was thinking, like, three years. Depending on what you die of, I suppose. And when you become sick after the curse, maybe. Yeah, okay, yeah. So maybe there, maybe there could be something that starts that you don't notice mm. until, like, a year or so later. Mm. Now, I feel like, like, for crazy deaths or, like... Um, freak illness mm-hmm. within six months yeah otherwise it's okay. a bit of a reach i think yeah she's, even that stepbrother is a bit curses. of a bit of a reach that's a big reach yeah yeah, yeah definitely yeah. oh he's related oh must be king top mm-hmm. i don't think he cared he just wanted nice teeth what he was having dental surgery oh yes sorry yeah, yeah. i got you <laughs> i thought you meant, you told me that i thought you meant king top i was no. like Wait, why is he cursing people for their teeth because they like, have teeth and he doesn't <laughs> he's angry it's fuming let the man be mad <laughs> The boy. He's the kid, wasn't he, really? King Tut? Yeah. I think he was like 18 or something like that. He's just a boy. Well, when he died? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Bear rich for an 18-year-old. Fucking (laughs) hell. In it. Mm. In it. So, let's talk about what happened then. So, some tombs actually do have curses on them, and they're designed Mm. to scare off grave robbers. Right. And the curse that's often quoted for King Tut's tomb is, quote... Death will come on swift wings to him who disturbs the peace of the king. But this doesn't actually appear anywhere on the tomb. And it was probably made up by one of the newspapers at the time who were, you know, trying to get on the story. When Carter went into this tomb, he was the first person in there in 3,200 years. Wow. So the air in that tomb was last breathed by the priests who sealed it, Mm. basically. So there's a suggestion that, like, the old air in the tomb could have caused some kind of these respiratory deaths. Right, right. Another theory is um, something called orpiment, which is a substance which is used to create like a gold colour. And there's obviously lots of that gold colour in the tomb. And orpiment contains arsenic, Ah, and Arthur Mace, who we talked about, he was one of the, he was the guy who was cataloging and inspecting all of the things that came out of the tomb. He, for some unknown reason, he would taste test some of the artifacts. Like I don't know why. So what an oddball! And it hmm? what an oddball! Yeah. <laughs> for, for anyone who's not from down south in England, that was what an oddball. Oddball, yes, what sorry, oddball. what an oddball. What an oddball. <laughs> you did look a little bit confused. Yeah, I was like, what's she saying? And I know you. <laughs> Americans are going to be like, the fuck? Are you blurting noises? <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> so he left like loads of notes in his, like in his catalogue notes. He left notes about what different artifacts tasted like. Yeah, so nah, it's up to me that. That's, that. That feels like a weird fetish to me. <laughs> Why else would you be like, nah. He didn't even work there. He just showed up one day and started licking things and they were like, oh, he must be a professional. <laughs> He is so invested. <laughs> he loves his work. He's like, mmm, yummy. Here's something new. Run it by Arthur. Ancient cuisine. <laughs> <laughs> what a treat. <laughs> what did you have for your lunch today? A little bit of King Tut on my sandwich? <laughs> Imagine. 
Maybe that's the reason why people are dying because King Tom was so young. He he has a lot of wrath. Yeah. The older you are, the more you're like, meh. 18 hours fuming about everything. Yes. Yeah, and I've already said I'm a, normally at a level two anyway. Yeah. Like, at 18. Yeah, maybe. You're a level three. <laughs> Constant eruption. I'm, I'm off the fucking scale there. <laughs> So maybe like, because if you ingest arsenic, you're going to have problems. Right? Oh, I yeah. yeah. So maybe that's what killed him. Mm. The other scientific explanation is that of the presence of a fungus in the tomb and on the body. Okay. So this explanation actually came about after the excavation of a different tomb. Mm. So this was the tomb of, and I'm really going to say this wrong. I'm so sorry, Polish people. Casimir the Fourth. Jagilion. Jag- Jagilion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That one. King Casimir, we'll call him. And that was in Favel Cathedral in Krakow. Mm. So he went into his tomb in 1492. But in 1973, the cathedral needed some serious restoration work. And it would involve opening up his tomb and, like, moving him before reinterring him later. Mm-hmm. So shortly after the tomb was opened, 10 out of the 12 person team died causing rumours of a curse to circulate. Oh. But we're not in 1922 no. anymore. So they decided to let science have a go at this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a, a microbiologist, he found this fungus called <clears throat> Aspergillus fla- flavus. Mm. We'll say that's how you say it. Flavours. Flavours. Aspergillus flavours. Good job bloody Arthur flavors. wasn't round. Mmm, flavours. <laughs> <laughs> so this fungus apparently lives on decaying flesh. So they found that in the tomb, and this can cause serious illness and cancer. Oh. And it suggested that the team inhaled the toxic spores of the fungus, and yeah. that's what killed them. Right. So this, of course, led people to consider whether the same fungus could have caused the deaths that were attributed to Tutankhamun's curse. And perhaps maybe we should wear the correct PPE in future. <laughs> yes, 1922 archaeologists. Be better. Where is your face mask? Be better. So this fungus actually grows well on grain as well, and the um, tomb of King Tut had loads of like bread offerings in there, as well as obviously mummies. Yeah. So the, what they're suggesting is that could have been. Do you remember the radiologist who who was X-raying the mummy yeah, yeah. and he died like three mm. days later? They're saying that that could be the cause of his death. Mm-hmm. Kind of makes sense. Tell me why there was a fucking king cobra though around the canary. Well, you're quite right. Like. But I'm I mean, sorry, I think there is a curse. Probably, maybe there was some other factors. Um, that... Maybe it's the curse of flavours, though. Yeah, I mean. exactly. Maybe that King Tut was like, do you know what? When I die, rub me up in some flavours. <laughs> That'll fucking show him. That'll learn him. Because <laughs> he was a man of science. He was a man of science. Well, he was just finishing his physics GCSE, wasn't exactly, he? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why physics. That's the wrong science. No, oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah never mind. <laughs> Could have just said science. Yeah, I should have just left it at that. Plus, if you didn't point out your error, I would never have. Well, you've got to be honest about these things. Yeah, true, true. So Lord Cadaver, he had inflammation around his nose and eyes, which apparently is a symptom of this fungus. Mm. But he did get bit, though, as well, by a mosquito. That Yeah, so he died of blood poisoning, but he also, he also died... They said he blood poisoning and well. pneumonia. Yeah. And this fungus can also cause pneumonia. And that's what George J. Gould died of as well. Yeah. So quite possibly we're looking at this fungus to blame here. Six weeks though, come on. Bit too creepy. Yeah, it's Seems a bit, like yeah. Six weeks and King Tut's like, got it. Uh, I'm on it. Get, you bet. Where's my full <laughs> Dare you, King Tut. Got it. <laughs> you won't do it. 
<laughs> so apparently Carter was also, he also looked into this because people were starting to talk about whether there was like a, a toxic pathogen causing uh-huh. the death. So he took swabs of the mummy's bandages and he sent them off to a microbiologist mm-hmm. and they decided there was apparently nothing, nothing there. But I don't know anything about the 20s and 1920s microbiology and whether, you know, there are different tests nowadays. I don't, I don't know. Of course there are. It was 101 years ago. (laughs) They didn't wear face masks. We did in 2020 to go to fucking Morrison's. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Morrison's. (laughs) They didn't wear face masks to go and see a dead thing that's been in a room with no ventilation for 3,000 and what years? 200, Exactly. Come on now. Silliness. Now that you're saying it, I'm like, they weren't that smart though, were they? No. And they only... That was before they had penicillin. Oh, it was, because mm-hmm. that was World War One, wasn't it, you said, was it? Was it World War Two. II? So the 20s is after World War One. Oh, yeah, Great Depression, it innit? Yeah, yeah, no. It's all good at history. Yeah. It's funny, though. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm not an Egyptologist. The twi- yeah. <laughs> and you forget everything. Yeah, oh, true, yeah. yeah I, I could write it down. <laughs> <laughs> then you'd lose it and forget where you put your written piece of paper. I need a rememberal. Yeah. Um, so back in the 20s then, it was the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. We kicked off the 20s now with a pandemic. Oh. Now it's cost of living crisis. History repeats itself. Yeah, maybe that's King Tut's curse. Oh, maybe. Give you the Great Depression. Now I'll give you the pandemic oh 100 years later. He's like, I'm going to curse them and they will not have the European Union for long. I'm going to give them Boris Johnson. They will be that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm depressed. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is the 20s. <laughs> the time. So I watched a Channel 4 documentary about this whole Flavus business. Yeah. So they weren't convinced by the science of the 1920s, so they decided to carry out their own tests on a recently excavated mummy mm. from way back when. Okay. And they did find Aspergillus Flavus. So the tombs do potentially contain these pathogens. I wouldn't be surprised. And the Channel 4 documentary proposes that this might be the reason why some of the people on the Cartadig died. I'm not 100% convinced, though, because I do like the idea of a curse. I mean, there is still... Unless it's directed at me, me too. <laughs> just Let me just make <laughs> that very clear. Yeah. <laughs> Previous curses that we can now talk about. Yeah. But I, I feel like there is still something spooky in there. Yeah. I would like to think that if I was buried and mummified with all my gold and someone came and took my gold and glorified themselves for it, yeah. I'd be able, I'd have some form of power to be like, mm, don't like you, you can die. You can live, but you can live miserably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like my, my anger would reverberate through the ages, mm. through the afterlife yeah. and real piss somebody off. I feel like I could do mm. that. I am angry enough to do that, I think. Yeah, and there's too. all these like weird coincidences, isn't there as well? Like the yeah. six week thing and the yeah. canary thing and the dog dying at the Especially same time. Especially six weeks and then another six yeah. weeks and the second person mm-hmm. died. The dog at the same time, but then that could just be. It could be rumor. I mean, whoever was looking after it maybe like fell over <gasps> onto it, and then they were like, "Oh, that's so weird." The, d- <laughs> the same time, oh, the no. dog. God. It's a curse. Oh, it's King Tut. It weren't me. I didn't forget to feed the dog. <laughs> <laughs> 
And they're like, oh my God, what's what snakes do they have in Egypt? It must be a king cobra. Oh, that's how the canary died. Well, actually, they didn't feed it. Yeah, like when I was younger, somebody I was friends with, um, they had a hamster. Mm. And then one of our other friends was there. And she was like, oh, do, 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 to the hamster leaning into the cage. She kind of tripped and accidentally her hand went into the cage and she squished the hamster. Like maybe something like that happened to the canary. Yeah. It was an accident, I'd just like to point out. Maybe she like flew into a window summit. Yeah, maybe. Birds are stupid. And then somebody was like, oh my god, somebody get a cobra quick. <laughs> Squish this bird. Well, Hide the evidence. You could just lie about the cobra. I guess. But where's the fun in that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it, it's we're still talking about it. So we it, are. It is fun. So briefly, let's just explore the curse explanation then. Okay. So there, there are, like I said, there are tombs that did have curses written on them. Mm-hmm. And just because it wasn't written on this one doesn't mean that somebody didn't create a curse. Mm. Like, I cursed some old bitch the other day, right? She was really fucking rude to me when I was cycling past, right? She was rude to me twice, actually. And I was cursing her in my head, but I didn't write it down. But I feel like the curse in my head was strong enough that she would have been cursed. Okay. And I'm kind of glad. I don't think I've ever cursed someone. Oh, you should. It's fun. I was just about to say maybe I should. Yeah. Mm. I could teach you a few curses. Thank you. So it seems, though, that Carter had actually stolen some of like items from the tomb before it was officially opened. This little shit. <laughs> this bitch. This bitch. <laughs> so he... Um, he He said that some of the treasures had been looted... Like, before the tomb mm. was opened, like, by some other grave robbers. But one of the people who was working on the dig, he said that Carter opened the seal first, resealed it, and then covered it up after stealing items from the tomb. He never admitted it, but letters have been published, like, since after his death mm. from friends and acquaintances that seem to prove that he gave them some stolen treasures. Oh, my God. Oh, bitches be spooking, bitches be thieving. I suppose the entire thing was theft, but yeah. you know what I but mean. But this is like double theft. Yeah, even worse. <laughs> and so after he died, they would also find um, objects like from the tomb on the black market, suggesting that you know his family had like sold things on the black market. Mm-hmm. He'd had things at home. And um, while they were excavating, people would find objects that were created up for shipping that didn't appear in any artifacts list. And he'd be like, oh, no, it was just an accident, just an accident. I wasn't stealing it. But I feel like all of this stealing is like a one-way ticket to a curse, I think. Why isn't he one of the ones that died? Yeah, that seems it? a bit silly. But maybe he was miserable. Maybe, well, it's, it, to be fair, it does sound like he was a bit miserable. Mm? There's some... It was the 20s. <laughs> it's a, it a great depression for all. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think then? Do you think it's a coincidence? Do you think it's a curse? Do you think it's a fungus? Nah. I think there's some spooky there. Yeah? I, I think there is also probably something to do with no ventilation and dead things festering for yeah. 3,200 years. That will absolutely be a factor. But I feel like it's just a bit coincidental. I understand mm. he was um, poisoned by the air, but then there was also a mosquito that came and bit yeah. him. Mm-hmm. And that seems a bit yeah. spooky to me. So the mosquito could have been the curse. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then the six weeks later, I feel like obviously the media are always going to blow things up. So some of them yeah. are, are absolutely a reach, but, um, I'm just a little bit gutted that, what's his face? Howard Carter. That one. Mm-hmm. That twat didn't die. <laughs> Do you know what? 
that's the first time we've wished death on someone on this on this show. Well, Maybe he was going to die but, anyway. Yeah. But if if everyone was going to be cursed, mm-hmm. feels like he should be. Yeah, he should yeah. absolutely be up there, especially with all the little stealing stuff that Isn't he did. It? But then, like you say, if he if he lived miserably, then maybe that's his comeuppance. And it seems like he cursed his friend as well by giving him that, the, yeah. having his house burnt down and everything. Yeah, like, yeah. dude. In it. Go home and okay, sit that, quietly in the corner yeah. and think about what you've done. That there is definitely a curse. Yeah. I 100%. So. Yeah, it's got to be. There is spook everywhere. It's, it's literally written on the tin. Too scary. <laughs> well, that's it. That's the curse of the mummy. That's why I you loved it. That was so much fun. Oh, good. We I enjoyed glad. that. I do love a spooky episode. Yeah, me too. I need to do a spooky episode. I don't think I've done one. My next one is scary, not spooky, I'm afraid. I like to be spooky, not scary. I know you do. Oh, I should have had this. Oh, yeah. Ah, too scary. I'll try and best not to scare too much. But yeah, anyway. That's fine. Thank you for listening, everybody. Yes. Please give us a like, a review, and a share. And follow us. <laughs> that was beautiful. I know, right? <laughs> and we will see you next week. Love you. Thank you for listening. My little pretties. Goodbye. Now you believe it. Now you believe it. The craziest thing that you'll ever hear. Now you believe it. Now you believe it. You believe anything after a bit. Oh, now you believe it. Whoa. Now